Welcome to the uh, Swedish Junior Hockey Podcast. Jacob Dahlin here with uh, Lexan Profile Matthias Kolan Carlson. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. This episode is brought to you by Scandlux, your home for Scandinavian luxury products for the U.S. market. You can find us at scandlux.com. So we're going to start. Um, uh, it's a little bit. Not sure how to introduce your your. You got a long background and a long playing career, and just just recently retired and and so on. But why don't we start with Kolan, your nickname, <laughs> and how that translates in into the U.S. Well, I don't really know how to translate it. It's more <laughs> like uh, I think when I was a junior player, uh, my first year up in the SHL with the Brinas. We had a guy in our team, uh, he was, I don't know, he was like paying attention to me on the bus ride. And I was, I don't know if, if he thought that I was drinking a lot of Coke or or if I was eating candy, but somehow my last name Carlson got mixed up with with that. So that's how it stuck. turned out. Yeah, yeah. And it's been like that for 20 years now. Well, it's, 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 uh, it's a good one. Colon. I mean, it's what everybody knows you as and so on. So I, I like it. Um, so a little bit on how you and I got introduced. I actually reached out to you a number of years ago when you first, you probably don't know this. Uh, you had posted, hey, we're looking for a place to uh, to live. And and our uh, we had a house, our house in outside of in, in Norlin or Söderlindberg. And uh, we we said you can rent our house, but it was a little bit far from downtown Lexon. Yeah, I I think I remember this. Uh, not that it was you, but I remember the conversation I had, and we were talking about it, me and my wife, and we thought it's it's like a little bit too far away because we want to be when we live right now in in Lexon, we live just like one kilometer from the rink and. Uh, that's how we like it. The kids can take the bike and then just go. We yeah. don't have to like drive them everywhere. So that's why we, that's what we said. If we're going to move to Lexan, we got to be close to the, like the, the core. Yeah, absolutely. So, and I, and I think that's the right, I mean, that's one of the beauty, um, beauties about a small town like Lexan and people playing hockey in Lexan and especially we're going to talk about your kids um <clears throat> as we get a little deeper here but it's it's amazing how uh how you know whether you're 10 years old riding your bike to the rink or you're Philip Forsberg who rides his bike to the rink uh to practice it's kind of how it is and people that are living close in this community, it's, um, it's, it's definitely a unique and a, and a super positive aspect of, of Lexon and Lexon hockey. Yeah. And I think that's uh, one of the reasons why so many ex players, they, they settle down in, in Lexon because they like it there and it's, it's simple life. Um, yeah. We don't have, we don't, we don't have everything, but uh the life we live here, it's it's like so simple and uh, not so stressful. If you like live in a in a big city or something, you have to be stuck in the 
in the car for I don't know maybe an hour to work or something. But yep. here it's just uh, you ride a bike and if it's rainy you take the car. Yeah. No, I I I uh, I I totally understand. So let's let's go back a little bit on on your background because you're so I'm, I've got my uh, Leap Prospects open here and and it says that you were uh, originally from Örebro. Is that or is that just the uh, uh, is that where you grew up? No, it's just a, what do you say, birthplace? Yeah. Uh, I was born in Örebro, but uh, I'm from uh, Gullsmesetan. Okay. Where is Small, that? Uh, it's uh, 50 kilometers from uh, Örebro. Do you know Lindesberg? Yep, yep. So Lindesberg. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's close to Lindesberg. My uh, my father lives in Lindesberg now, and my mom is in Gullsmesetan uh, still. So that's where I grew up. Really good. So, uh, so, and and if we if we fast forward, you played what you played youth hockey there until juniors, and then you ended up in Brinas. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Was so? Were your in when you grew up? Who was your coaches that in Guldsmedsitan? That was your father involved. Yeah, he was involved until I was 14, I think, something like that. And then uh, my my cousin's father, he was coach uh, all the way up. But uh, my last year when I was when I still played home, I played with the uh, with the senior team, the, yeah. the the older guys. So I think we had uh, the uh, under 18 team, and then I played with uh, the big guys. Yeah, were you always? We were, for those who don't know who you are, I mean, the way I always, I mean, you're a big guy. Have you always been a big guy? Even uh, as, a, as, a, as a kid? No, no, not really. I, I wasn't, I've never been small, but I, I don't think I was like super big as I am right now, or I was when I was like playing in the elite league. Um, when I was younger, we always played with uh, the guys who were born. I'm born 85, so we didn't have a team. So we played with the guys who were born 84. So I think that'll, that also made us look a little smaller. <laughs> well, I can remember when I was uh, growing up in Lexan, my birth year, I'm 75. So Stefan Bergqvist and Niklas Nordqvist was on my team and they were a head taller than everybody else. Um, and they're younger than you and you probably don't, they, they were not necessarily, I mean, Stefan Bergqvist played, he, he may have played when he came back a little bit with same time as you did, but, but very, very big. And uh, they were always big. And I remember when I was 12, they were looked like they were 16. So <laughs> Uh, they had a distinct advantage. Um, but anyway, so how did you end up in Brines? And at the time, so where was where was Brines at the time? So this is 2001, 2002. So their elite uh, SA, it was elite Serian back then. Um, were they, you know, what were their level? They're, they're in Allsvenskan now, but they, but they had some big time players there at that time so yeah i think uh um after we played a uh, tv and uh we went for some 
I don't know, regional camp or whatever, the like the camp that you have before you go to the national team. Yep. Uh, so I was, I think I was doing that one. And then uh, we started looking at different uh, scenarios where I could go and play. Um, so we went to visit uh, Södertälje. Uh, I went to um, Västerås as well. And then I went to Brynäs. So I was at these three places, just uh, looking at the, the town and looking at the rink and all that. Uh, and I got the best feeling for Brynäs. So that's why we, we picked Brynäs. And um, I think the elite team, didn't they win like 99? So it's like two years before. So they had a lot of good players, uh, but they had an old team, really yeah. old team. Yeah, and I'm looking at it. It looks like that they, they struggled that year. If I'm just pulling up, because I saw that um... – you played a little bit on the in the 2002 2003 year with them yeah my second year i think and that must not have been a great year for them for that uh uh if i'm looking at the <laughs> if i'm pulling up the stats a lot of people were in minus and they were in qualsarian uh but 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 uve moulin uh Pat um yeah. So some some big time names in here for sure. Yeah, Janne Larsson. Yeah. So what yeah, was your? They had they had a yeah, really good your... team, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Now go ahead. I think I think um, they they had an an older team, and uh, as you said, they were struggling. Um, I remember, I think all the years I played there, I, I think I had a contract with the A team for three years, and we were like finishing at the bottom every year. So it was a tough couple of years. And then uh, they brought in um, Leif Borg as a head coach, and he was <laughs> okay. doing this uh, experiment where he had uh, like the big uh, squad. So they had like 35 guys under contract. Um, so when they brought it, him, him in, um, I went to Altoona because I was there for loan when the it was the lockout year. Yeah. So they, they brought in some NHL players. Um, so I went to Altoona just to get some more experience from the, the play with the senior guys. Yeah. So that's um, basically what happened there because I didn't play much in in Brynäs. I was smoke most of the time. I was sitting on the bench and eating sandwich. <laughs> You're doing like uh, what's his name in Vegas was eating a hot dog on the bench. Uh, no, maybe not. Phil that. Kessel. Phil Kessel. Yeah. <laughs> the legend. The legend. But okay. So what was your? If you think back at the time in 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 Brines, you've already played with men before you went to Brines. You were you were recruited to go there. You chose to go there. Uh, so on that, any profiles you remember from the time from that junior team in in J twenty that you played with? Well. We have uh, one kid who's pretty good right now, Nicholas Beckstrom. He's okay. 
he's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it, it was the same with the, the junior teams. We weren't really that good, but uh, we had some players. Niklas Donnesson came the second year. He, he had a decent career as well. Uh, but other than that, I don't think we had that many. Jakob Blomqvist, uh, he's been an elite player for many years. I think he still plays for Brynäs now. Yeah, I think he's staying there. So okay. there, there was some players, but um, I don't think that Brynäs was really a good organization back then with the junior level. And then what happened after, because they had a lot of good players who came out of that uh, system years later with uh, Jan Kruk and Silverberg, all those guys. Yeah. Uh, so they, they, they learned something. Uh, they got better, and uh, uh, I think I think Uwe Molin is a big part of that because he started to work with these uh, guys when when he retired. So I think he's a big part of that. Yeah. All right, and then I'm I'm gonna so so I'm gonna I'm gonna be very rude here by saying I'm 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 almost gonna fast forward through your elite career, but only because it's so long and super impressive <laughs> i mean it's 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 you've been in a lot of different organizations but i want to i want to hone in on a couple of things because uh because you went to uh to binghamton so you got drafted in 03 right yeah how was that i mean uh did you know that you were going to get drafted uh, no i didn't know i was going to get drafted but I remember I had a bunch of uh, meetings with uh, some of the Swedish uh, scouts. So I I knew there was a chance that I was going to get drafted. And then um, I think I got picked in the fourth round. Yeah. 130-something. 135th round Ottawa what? Senators. Yeah. Yeah, I know what team. <laughs> I know that, but I didn't, I didn't remember the number. Yeah, but uh, that was... That was something special. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't really. It's so long ago now. I don't really remember how how I felt honestly. But uh, uh, it was. It was. Uh, for one part, it was really like nerve wracking because they they called me right away and like this guy talked. I I don't know if Brian Murray called me or someone else. I I, I don't remember, but. Someone called me from the office and they were like, oh, yeah, we picked you, blah, blah, blah. And, and uh, they wanted me to come for like a development camp right away. And I, I felt like I was going to shit my pants. Like, I can't go there. <laughs> it's like competing with the men with beard and stuff. And I was just a 18 little boy. So, um, uh, but it was, uh, it was a fun thing. And, and uh, uh, I think it, it's a big shout out to uh, Anders Hedde, who was the guy who actually tell him to pick me, and and uh, also he he's uh, the guy behind the, me getting a contract. So that was, I think that was all him. And uh, even though I didn't get to play in an NHL game, uh, I think that they they should be pretty happy with what I what I did there. Uh, the short of time I. I played. Um, it was a phenomenal year for me playing in Binghamton. Yeah. Uh, I I I was a little bit unlucky year before. 
when I signed the contract I was going to go over, um, I was out skating with a friend with no pads on, and he cut me with a skate. So I cut my knee tendon off just before I was going to go to camp. Oh. So, so I missed. I went over, just did the like rehab and stuff. Um, and uh, I think I came back on the ice in October or November. Um, so they put me right away. I, I remember I skated once in Ottawa because I stayed in Ottawa for the treatment. I skated once up in Ottawa and they, the doctor called and he's like, yeah, you're, you're good to go now. So they sent me down to Binghamton. I had no idea where this Binghamton place was. Uh, no. So I, I went there. Uh, I came down late. I think it was a Friday or a Saturday. Um, so I asked the lady in the hotel reception, like, where, where's the rink? And she just pointed, oh, it's over there. So I went to check it out. It was like nine in the evening, I think. Um, so Binghamton played a game. So I came in in the third period of the game. Um, I watched it. And then after the game, I went down to the locker room because I still have a lot of friends there. So I came down and uh, the coaches, they were going to, I don't know, they, they took me aside and like, um, can you play? And I'm, I told them, I've been on the ice once. I, had, I didn't even have pucks. Uh, so they, they said, you're going to play tomorrow. <laughs> so <laughs> they, they threw me in the game. And the only, the only skating I had was the practice in, in Ottawa with no pucks. And in the morning, we had like this morning skate. So it was the first time I touched the puck. Uh, and then they played me at night. And the game obviously didn't go very good for me. Uh, so I played that game and then... I was practicing for a week and then we went to Norfolk. Uh, so I played one out of the two games and then they told me, I think it's better you go home and, and continue the season home uh, and come back next year. So that's what happened. I went back to Kalskoga, uh, where I was yeah. playing before. Uh, and then uh, just before trading deadline, uh, I got a call from from Ferdistad. So I went to play for Ferdistad, had a Really good um, playoff run with them, uh, and then I came over the season. Yeah, the whole season. So, so how was it then? I mean, Binghamton. I've, I've been to Binghamton, and it's kind of of all places. It's, kind of, it's not that it's not that different. It's in New York, right? Binghamton, New York. Yes. It's it it's not that. I mean, the area there is is kind of like Sweden almost. Um, if if you look at New York, it's not it's not what you would think of New York, but not that big of a place. And no, I, I think uh, when you talk to people, other Swedes, every time they come to Binghamton, they they say it's the worst place to be. <laughs> so it's not a good. Uh, it's not what you want to hear. But uh, I don't know. I I didn't think it was that bad because you know you had a team you have the guys and then uh, uh me and my wife we had uh, our first son uh the year before so he was one when we came over so okay. i think we have a we had a pretty good time it was it was a fun year i think yeah. and i think what made it fun was i had a hell of a season that's why everything just worked out so well 
Yeah, and I mean, it, it, you didn't have. I mean, that's kind of early too, though, in the in your career. Uh, and and yeah, seventy three games, fifty one points, forty penalty penalty minutes, and and uh, at a at a at a really really high level. How close were you to get called up, or or because there were so who was Binghamton's? Is that Ottawa's farm team then? Yeah, yeah. Who who were who were playing? Who were you competing with to get called up in Ottawa? Remember, um, Brian Lee, first rounder. Yeah, I think he's born eighty eighty seven or something. He not a big deal. Or he played for uh, Tampa after Ottawa. I think. Um, I think he was the guy because he was up. Um, I remember uh, when I came over that year, uh, I was, I think I was cut as the, there were nine defenders and they cut me from Ottawa. Uh, so I think I was pretty close, but not close enough. And then uh, when we went to Binghamton, things worked out really well. Uh, we had a guy called Brian Bell, I think. His last name was Bell. He was a really good defenseman. Him and I played together in Binghamton. Brendan so Bell. Yeah, Brendan Bell. Brendan Bell. Yeah, that's his name. So he was really good. So they called him up early, and he was up there. Uh, and then we have this Brian Lee, who um, was up and down. And I know, like, I, the, the coach in Binghamton, he took me aside more than once, and he told me, like, it should be you. You should be the one going up, but they kept taking the first rounder up, and uh, I think it's a part of how it works. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm a little bit. Um, that's the only thing that I'm like. I feel like I'm missing because uh, I have no regrets in my career. Um, I could have done so many things better. I know, but. Um, uh, with what I had to work with, uh, I think, and where I come from, I did a lot, and yeah. there's nothing to be to be sad about. I'm like, okay, maybe if you would have worked harder, you could have you could have made this team. Or I I kind of feel the other way around because if I was doing stuff different, I don't think it would work for me because yeah. I I like uh, I like to be. I want to be a normal person. I want to eat whatever I want. If I want to have a beer, I, I want to have a beer. Uh, I, I think I, I wanted to live my life like a normal person, even though I was at an elite level. Yeah. Um, so um, I, I think, uh, and all the people, um, everyone is not like that. Some people live for the opportunity to, to get a chance somewhere and they eat, they sleep hockey. Uh, but I was not like that. And uh, I don't think I could have managed to play this long uh, if I were doing that. Yeah. Well, so if I look at, I mean, how do you, how do you even talk about your career? But I, I want to hone in a little bit. I mean, you played in the, okay. Yeah. You played almost at every level at the top level, in in Sweden, in US, 
you played a year in the KHL, you have, you played in international competitions. Um, and the, and the, the crown of the entire career has to be uh, bringing Lexan up to uh, the SHL. Uh, yeah, it is. Because uh, if you look at if, if you look at all my stats and the teams I played for, uh, I have nothing to show for like a win in the last game. I have never won a championship or something like that. So this was a huge part for me. Um, and I think to be a part of that Lexon team, um, Lexon is a big thing here in Sweden. Uh, they have so many fans. Um, and I don't know if there's any team that it's like better to get promoted with. Uh, maybe if you play for Ugard and it's going to be a different thing because it's yeah. like the capital of Sweden. But if you just look at the classical teams, I think it's going to be the same thing now if Brynäs managed to go up again. Like, those guys who are going to be on that team, they're going to be heroes. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's how I felt. And uh, I know it's, I have a fun story from that year because um, I was, uh, I, I missed a couple of games around Christmas. Uh, I tore my, um, uh, I don't even know how to say it in English. Um, yeah, whatever. I had a shoulder injury. I was out for, three weeks or something, four weeks maybe. Uh, and I missed the game early in the season, and I think I missed the game just before uh, the end of the season. Uh, but all the games I missed, Nexon didn't want a single game. They lost every game I didn't play that yeah. season. So, 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 so now you know the reason why we went up. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Let's get that on the record here, right? <laughs> so, so that, that what? Who was the? Because um, that was the year. Was that the year when Ewan Knutz was uh, never got out of the skates on the way home? When you when you went up? Yeah, he he had the the whole equipment on. Yeah, for the bus ride home. I think it was it that that those pictures were put on spitting chicklets or or you know yeah all over yeah. here and and uh, you know I, it's. It was a special season. Uh, and so who ended up finishing the year as the coach then? Was that when... Um, uh, Roger Melin. So Roger Melin. So that was not the year that Perra came in and... No, Perra was there uh, when they eliminated Mudo. Yeah, that was the the first time that they went up and then they dropped down, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but, um, yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, and, and I'm looking at the roster of, of, of there. So since this is kind of, you know, we could talk forever about your, your, your senior career, but I really want to hone in since we're talking about juniors and, and segue into, uh, your role. Yes. You had the A on the, on the sweater, uh, but you were the the general on on the with the defensive core. But what was your role with the with the young guys? Because you had Stuffling, Kalechilin, uh 
who else were the young guys? Philip Johansson, uh, Axel Bergqvist. Yeah. I yeah, played with, we had a, I played with Axel's dad. <laughs> yeah, I'm, you know, I met him a couple of weeks ago, Perangna. Yeah, yeah. He was a year younger yeah. than me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, but uh, I think, because um, when I signed there, we had uh, Leif Carlson as coach. Yeah. And uh, I think they almost gave me like a special assignment. It was like, uh, you're gonna play with uh, Philip Johansson, and you're gonna take care of him. And I think that uh, that was fun for me. Um, and not only Philip, because we had we had this uh, three defensemen who were like really good, and they were so young: Philip, Axel, and Kalle. And just look at them now. Like Kalle. He had a phenomenal season, and he signed with uh, Florida. He hasn't played uh, NHL yet, I think. Uh, and same thing with Felix. Like he was struggling in uh, in Lexham, and then he came to Frölunda. Like he reset everything, and now he's so good. Yeah. And and I like the way that uh, Axel he took a different path, and he went to play the juniors in. Uh, Canada, right? Yeah. yeah, he was there with uh, yeah. with uh, uh, Carlson. Andreas Carlson was there as the coach then. Yeah, yeah. So he played there, and then he came home, played for Muda. He was doing really well, and he signed with Tverestad. So, um, and he's been doing well in in Costa, I know. Uh, so I, I think for me, it was just uh, it was a good um, good step for me. Um, the year before I was uh we, we lost to Timro, so we lost the SHL place. Um yeah. and that was a tough beat. Um uh so it was a good bounce back for me to try to be like a mentor uh for these young guys who really wanted to, to become good hockey players. Uh and at the same time play with a fun team, play in front of the the super excited uh, fans. Um, yeah, it was it was special. Yeah. How so? If we think about so, when we're looking at so, we we just finished this week with a draft here, and we had five, I think five or six Swedish guys that are drafted in the NHL in the first round. And you know, I'm 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 looking at guys like Barikvist, Philip Johansson, Kalle Schelin that are, I mean super talents and and so on but one of the reasons that they have i mean the path that they were groomed and 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 the ability to go in young and have the opportunity to play be the best of the best at j20 uh they come in hockey gymnasium they get big roles in j20 and then they have the opportunity to to practice and play with men and really get experience what it takes and i think that that's a that's a beauty of the of the swedish system for those elite players um what's your view on that uh first of all it's it's so hard to go from the the 20 team to play with the elite guys uh and 
for us, we played in Allsvenskan. So the step is not that big. And honestly, I think uh, for the, the guys who actually go to hockey gymnasium and, and they have uh, the the elite team is playing in Allsvensk and I think it's a little bit of an advantage because yeah, take Jurgården it's going to be easier yeah it's going to be easier maybe not Jurgården because they're going to probably build a hell of a team so <laughs> guys are not going to be able to, to play but but I think maybe it's going to be the same thing there they have to play younger kids because uh, with the with the salaries and all that yep. they can't they can't pay everyone as much money so because um, I'm, I'm looking at Brinas. I don't know if they're going to be room for the young guys. I'm not sure. Uh, maybe Lindstedt is going to play, I think. Uh, oh, Lindstedt. What's his name? Lindstein. Theo, yeah. the guy who got drafted. Yeah, he just got drafted. And I, I mean, I think that it's it's a little bit of a weird time with Allsvenskan this year because the teams that are there are so loaded and they are – they're kind of big budget Allsvenskan team, which is weird. Um, yeah. Um, and and it and it may be a uniqueness now, but but like you're saying, I think it's tough for. I mean, if you were playing J20 in 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 Lexan or Färjestad or 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 the SHL teams, there's one or two spots that maybe is up for grabs, and that's it. Yeah, and that's at the end of the line. So you're not going to play big minutes. Just You can just look at the Lexan. They, um, two players from the Lexan junior team, uh, They went. one guy went to play for uh, Westeros now, and uh, defenseman um, Lagerberg, he went to, what was it? Down, down uh, south somewhere. Tingsryd or something. Yeah. So, yeah. so they... Uh, they go elsewhere to get the the precious uh, ice time and maybe maybe get a chance to play a little bit higher up in the in the squad. Um, I think if let's say the the Hannes Helberg, the guy who actually I don't know he scored two hundred goals or something. He had a hell of a season this year. Uh, he scored a lot of goals. It, it's not right to put him on the fourth line in Lexan because no. that's not what he's he's gonna do and. I think he's not. If you just look at the top six, like some have, there's no way he's gonna be able to crack that lineup. So it's a good move to sign yeah. him and just uh, hand him over to Vesteros and maybe I don't know. I think they also have a pretty good team, so it's not sure that he's gonna be on two lines there. But maybe if he can be a, like a good player in the third line, and someone gets injured, he plays on on six forward. Uh, I think it's the best uh, best way to get the education that you need because you need to play the senior hockey. You need to play with men. Yeah, it's not you can't play with the junior guys forever. Yeah. So what what is if if you were gonna say all right if I ask you all right since we just talked about the NHL draft but it's 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 been consistent and when you talk to people over here um, that that are uh about swedish players but you know they always have a a good feel for swedish players and 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 a good opinion of swedish players that are coming over but why why are there so many good players coming from sweden what is it about the system 
that that breeds good hockey players in Sweden? Well, if I knew that, I would I would be working somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I think that we are actually pretty good to um, we uh, we take care of the former players who we think can bring something to the table in in case of uh, educating the the young. If you look at all the elite teams, uh, they have ex players who who are working as coaches in the in the in the club. Um, maybe not in the G twenty. Maybe they start work with fourteen uh, year olds and then they work their way up. And I think we also have a, a pretty good uh, education system for the coaches. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of uh, uh, things you have to go through to even be able to stand on the bench for being like a under twenty coach. Yeah. So I, I think we've developed a system that actually works really well, uh, and uh, also I think uh, just for the players, the system we have where they play really, really good games with uh, the junior teams and, and some of them, they go on loan to like division one or Altsmanskan. It's good for them because they need the uh, experience from, from the men's game. Yeah. Well, and I think that that is the, um, you know, the ability to come in when you are a junior and you can play up in the J20. If you're if you're if you're 17, you can you can play up or you can play down and you can play here and you can play there. It's it, there's very few restrictions in compared to the U.S. where you are in on one team and you cannot. There's so many rules. And I think that there's a lot more freedom in in Sweden on the ability to play. Uh, it, there's there's less restrictions to be able to if you want to play more or practice more there's so many opportunities to do it um yeah and, and probably that's a part of why because so many guys are stacking up a lot of games just look at the uh, Dalin before he went over to to buffalo yeah I, I heard something that he played like a hundred games that that season um and i think that's a big part of why people develop because they play a lot of games. Um, so so, so let, me have... bring this, let me bring this back to a, a town like Lexan because whether it's a town like Lexan or where Rasmus came from, which is lead shipping or, or, you know, so they have the practice facility they have, but every little town has a outdoor rink. And so and and maybe this is a good segue for your 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 new career, which is after you end up playing your career as the dad, because you have three kids, right? Yeah, three boys. Two boys that are playing, Liam and what's the O O uh what's the second? Uh his name is Louis. Louis, okay. So Liam Louis. So when they were growing up in the and you've been traveling around, but they fit in and they play on their youth team, but after practice, they're all hanging around the rinks. They're out and about with a hockey stick in their hand. Yeah, and that's a big difference here from 
like the other places that we've lived there where they played. Because um, now I can just leave the rink. Um, I don't have to wait for them because they can, they manage to get home by themselves. So um, you don't want to be that kind of uh, parent who just tell them to hurry up because we have to get home. Uh, the locker room thing is a big part of why you play hockey. And that's, uh, I think, for everyone who has played, as soon as you retire, uh, the one thing you miss the most is be able to sit in the locker room and just talk to people. Yeah. And the same thing goes with a 15-year-old or 17-year-old, right? Yeah, it's the same thing for them because they they spend a lot of time at the rink, not necessarily in the locker room, but they are at the rink and they're watching other games together and they watch practice and, and all that kind of stuff. So uh, it, it's an, I think it's a lifestyle. Uh, they like to be at the rink, so we should uh, we should leave them there so yeah. they don't end up doing some other crazy stuff. Yeah, I guess a little bit of, I mean, I think that's the intent to, for those who don't know in a town like Lexan who had Dramanas uh, Arena or the, 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 the little practice pad behind the practice rink that was, was started. Of course it burned down, so it's unfortunate, but it was, you know, they have a shooting pad right next to it and you have a dry land area with boards. And the idea is for people to just be able to come and 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 play without yeah. parents, without practice times. There's no organized practice. What what are the kids since that burnt down and it's eventually they'll they'll rebuild it. But where do they go and do that now? Well, um, if we're lucky enough, we have uh, some folks around who. Um, but uh, they, they make they just make ice surface a little bit everywhere. Yeah. Um, in between houses or on the on their backyard. Um, there's a lot of people who have their own rinks here in Lexon. Uh, I think unfortunately the weather hasn't been that good the last two years. Uh, I remember my first year when we moved here. Um, I think they could, they held the ice for like three months straight because there was like this perfect weather for, uh, for the ring. So they had one just outside. Uh, it was actually on the schoolyard. So the kids, as soon as the school were out, they just put the skates on and, and they were skating for hours. Um, and I don't know, right, right now it's, uh, we've had some issues with the, the second rink, the practice arena. Uh, so now they're they're putting this. Uh, I don't even know how to say it. Yeah, they they're put, the, they're pouring the concrete. Own... Yeah, they're pu putting a concrete. Yeah, concrete pad yeah. In. yeah. So um, hopefully that will make everything a lot better. It's gonna. I think it's gonna be easier for them to to do the ice. Um, and hopefully, I'm just saying. Hopefully, they could uh, maybe keep the ice over the summer. Uh, I think I think this is also uh, part of why uh, our young players are developing in a very fast pace because uh, some of them 
they spend a lot of hours on the ice, even in the summer. Uh, I don't know the answer, um, but I, I think um, if you can do it, you don't have to do it every week. But I think it's at the end of the day, it's about hours. Yeah. How many hours do you spend on the ice? Uh, you you cannot only say that because you can stand still. I'm standing still on the ice. <laughs> I'm not getting better, but the kids are moving. They they're having fun, and if they do that and they're on the ice a lot more hours than others, yeah, they're gonna get better. Uh, well, for sure. So, so, I, so, so if they if 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 people go in and they look at your Instagram videos that you you, you know post, and I think that it's a it's a good snapshot of a natural fluidity and natural. When I'm looking at that, that is not a trained behavior on how those kids that are, that are out there with you. And, and I know your kids are out there and they're so fluid. Their edges are so incredible. And I think it's coming from those small area games that when they're just playing non-organized uh but then some, some of it does for sure um, yeah but then you could take it and then hone it you know the base is from just playing around and and developing the body but then you have the ability to now structurally uh do things that that improves it yeah that's right and i think as you say it's a big part of why like it should be fun, uh, and, and that's why I like the the few times in our rink where we have uh, the chance to just play around. They can just go out, and there's forty people on the ice, and they're just skating around. They're playing small games everywhere. Uh, it's so important for them to just play with the guy who's two years older or compete with the guy who are two years younger. Um, they help each other to get better uh, and they do it while they have fun. And I don't know, the, the things that I'm doing, like we've been working so much with our group. Uh, I've been coaching the O-9s in, in Lexham. Uh, we put so much time and effort into like move right on the ice, like trust your edges and all that. And I think it's it's been paying off very good. and. Some of the guys look really smooth when they're skating, and it, honestly, it, it's gonna help you. Um, I, I don't know. I, um, it's a, it's a different game now, how it was when when I was playing. Because I think the first time I, I had a skating coach, I was thirty three, maybe. <laughs> uh, so I didn't, I didn't know what that was. I'd never been to a camp. I went to like these hockey schools. It was actually in Fallen. I was for three years with the Thomas Jonsson Hockey School. Yeah. And nowadays, uh, if you go to a hockey school, you go to the hockey school because it's fun. Uh, yep. You go there because you want to meet uh, new friends uh, and you want to have some fun. Uh, uh, but the other kids who want to get better at hockey, they go to different camps. Uh, so I think there's different now. Uh, it's it's obvious there is a big difference, so it's kind of what you what you're looking for. Um, but the most important thing is that you gotta have fun. And I I can see for some kids it's not fun because they're 
it's their parents who actually like live the dream right now. Yeah. They're they want to have the the career that they they never got themselves. So uh, it's you can see that in some kids, and it, that's not good. Yeah. So how does that? I mean, now you're so so you've transitioned from your role as a player, and and now your position as a as a as a dad that loves the game and and you it's clear that you have a talent to be able to give back without huge pressures but what are the things that you're trying to is that the the, the message that you're trying to instill with these guys is have fun but also work hard or how does that you know because your kids are getting to the age where they're getting serious about hockey too so you're providing those opportunities to learn and to play and and get get a lot of repetition and a lot of ice time but how do you mix in the fun well if you just tell them that there's a game everyone think it's fun so it, it's not it's not so hard to to get something like fun but um <laughs> yeah my my oldest one he uh He's just been through the Tivipukin. He didn't. He didn't make a team, and uh, they have these um, uh, call-outs for the um, the hockey gymnasium. So it's been like a, a tough year. Uh, it's yeah. a lot of choices, and uh, and on top of that, you have because uh, he was playing with the under sixteen last year, uh, uh, and we have two teams. So if you want to. Some guys didn't make the first team. Uh, my oldest one, he he was playing with the first team. Uh, so it's like it's a tough year where there's going to be a lot of uh, things going with or against you. So just gonna, I don't know. You just gotta talk to them and try to make them understand that this is not the end. No matter what happens, this is not going to be the end. Um, yeah. I play with so many good good players. Um, uh, when I was young who didn't become hockey players um, and when I got older I played with I don't know how many good hockey players that didn't play Tivipukin or they played Division 1 until two seasons ago and then now they're starring at the shell so um, you can take whatever path you like um, Just you just gotta make sure that you're having fun and as you said, you have to work hard. It's, that's like the most important thing. Uh, if you don't, if you don't work hard, you gotta have that like inner motivation. That when the other guys are not working out, you are the one working out. Like you, if if you're behind, how are you gonna get ahead of them? Like if you think like that, maybe I think that you you do have a chance. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that there are certainly different paths and you you've seen it in your career and now as a dad and and helping others how hard it is to how few that are in those roles to be able to make that spot TV puck tournament, NIU, J20 national, but NHL draft. I mean, it's not the path is not linear and people think it's linear and they're going to say, I'm going from here to here to here to here. And 
And I think the character is grown when you when you have a bump in the road and say, oh, now what? You know, um, I, I didn't I didn't make that team. Does that mean that I'm going to break and I'm going to quit or am I going to now work even harder to, to to move forward? Some will, some won't, you know. Yeah, and, and I think if you look back to it, um, how many guys are actually just uh, making that team or like they can handle move up every time? It, it's like, well, Elias Pettersson, he, he did it. <laughs> and there's other guys who can do it as well. Uh, Rasmus Dalin did it. Yeah. But for 99% of the of the other people, they have to try, and they they're not going to make it. And then they come back and they try again. It's uh, as I say, it's a part of life. Uh, yeah, I mean, you you can't you can't expect to always like succeed. You, yeah, at, at some point you are going to fail. And failure is good. It is. It's really good. It's what makes you better if you if you learn something from it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, let's round out by by. So, I've asked this question to other people, but but you are, if you look back and say, okay, if I met Corlan, seventeen year old Corlan, back in the day, it's a few years ago now, but what advice would you give? What you know now, you're much wiser, and now you're a dad. So it's almost. But what what advice would you have given to yourself when you were seventeen? That if if you look back and say, oh, "Man, I wish I would have had me now sitting here telling myself this," and I would have, it would have done this for me in the future. Uh, first of all. I know if uh, if seventeen uh, year old me uh, would get this things, I wouldn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what I think. Um, but I don't know. It's it's really hard. Uh, you put me on a spot here. Um, no, I just think um, like if I'm looking back, what I think that I was missing. Uh, Maybe I didn't really have the extra extra drive that you need to like go all the way. Uh, I went I went far enough, uh, but I didn't go all the way. Uh, so it, it doesn't bother me. Uh, it, it's There's no regrets. Of, like over. I, I don't no, sense. No, I don't not. sense any regrets. I I said I I don't sense that in our conversation. No, it's not. I'm I'm just uh, super happy that. I get to live out my childhood dream. Um, and now I'm 38. I'm retired and I can do whatever I want. So I I feel like I succeeded with uh, the hockey part. And uh, that's why I'm doing what I do now, because I want to give back to all the young ones. Uh, it's like, it's kind of the question that you asked me. It's like, uh, I want to give out so much information to all the young kids now. Um, and I feel every time I tell them stuff, it's like, okay, why didn't someone tell me this? Yeah. Like, I think, I think this would be useful if someone told me when I was 12, 
like to do this. Uh, so I don't really know what, what to say there on, on your question, but uh, um, as I said, I'm just trying to, to give back to, to the kids uh, what I've learned, what I've been through, uh, just, uh, just to get them a little bit more prepared. No, I think that's awesome. And, I, and just so kind of for those who don't know, I mean, you're going to be helping Fallen as a as a skills coach and part of that staff in Hockey on this this fall uh, coming up, right? Um, I can say this, that uh, my main goal with uh, the work there is uh, I'm going to help the 15-16 um, the under 16 team uh, and the days I'm there working everyone else in the organization can use me so uh, I'm going to stay if I go there I'll be there at I don't know maybe 3 o'clock and if the teams who have practiced the same night if they want me on the ice I stay on the ice so I can go home at 10 in the evening so they they have the opportunity to use me if they like if they don't, I only work with the 16s and then I go home. But yeah. hopefully someone thinks it's a good idea to use me and I will be at the, I will be there for them. Yeah, it's it's awesome. And I, I just think that's in that embodies Swedish hockey to me. Uh, I left 30 years ago and I, I still think back of guys like you that that genuinely cares. Uh, they do it because of the love of the of the game. They're not doing it because you know I'm, I want to propel myself here or here. But really, uh, and I think that's the best kind of a mentor out there. The, the the onus now is are are on people to say I have this tremendous resource here. How do I take advantage of it and how do I use it? And you're there to fill people's cups with knowledge and experience. And it could be a little thing. Um, I can tell you I'm 48 and I still think back at, you know, uh, the guys that did that for me when I was 10, 12, 13 in different sports. And I'm, I'm going back to Sweden here in a couple of weeks and, and I can't wait to, to go back to those guys um, in different sports that were mentors more in life uh, than, than the skill of, xyz sport so kudos to you and, yeah. and good luck moving forward thank you very much yeah thanks for having thanks for 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 coming on and having the the, the, the taking the time to kind of talk about these things it's it's um 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 uh, your your profile out there and 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 we appreciate it thank you what's a fun hour yeah